one of the things we ask all our guests on Trapped History is to nominate someone for our Hall of Fame. It's essentially someone who we haven't heard of but really should have. Mm. Who, who would you like to nominate? Well, there's, there's quite a few ladies that I'm, I'm quite in awe of. I mean, I, I guess they're people that, um, they're ladies that people will have heard of, uh, like Tilly Schilling, who invented the washer that stopped the Spitfire from cutting out in a dive during the Battle of Britain, which was fairly important, because wow. obviously the ME109s had fuel injection and our, our early Spitfires didn't. So she was fairly instrumental, shall we say. Um, um, Tilly Schilling's orifice, it became known as. <laughs> Beatrice Schilling and her washer. But there was a, a lady I came across only a couple of weeks ago, actually, that I hadn't actually heard of. There was an, a Measuresmith 108 that came into Headcorn as we were running the Spitfire that day, and it taxied in behind the Spitfire, and we were all quite fascinated because nobody's seen one of these before. Um, it's got little net curtains and everything. It was used as um, like a, a, a transport plane back in World War Two, And on the side of it, on the nose, was um, a name... Ellie Beinhorn. We thought, who is Ellie Beinhorn? She's quite um, an illustrious German aviatrix, in oh, fact. Right. Was the second ever woman to fly solo from Europe to Australia in the 1930s after Amy Johnson. Okay, but yeah. She, I think, learned to fly against her parents' wishes. She didn't have a lot of money, so she used to do um, aerobatic displays on weekends to get a bit of money together. Yeah. But then her real passion was long-distance flying. Um, so she managed to get on some scientific flights that were going down to West Africa. Over the course, I think, of 1930 to 1935, she was all over the place flying. Um, she was dismantling her plane, shipping it to the next country, flying right, around the coast right. of America, Australia, all over the place. And when she got back to Germany, she was something of a, a celebrity, obviously, in the mid-1930s. Um, and, and this is this is sort of the age of the yes. of, of the aviatrix, as it were. Definitely. You know, Amelia, Amelia Earhart, Amy, Amy Johnson. Johnson and yeah. so, so she was she a German was counterpart, of, yeah. really. But obviously, probably would never heard of her because of the history, political history. She went to um, the Czech Grand Prix, I think, in 1936 and met this dashing young racing driver. Rosemeyer, I think his name was, Whirlwind Romance, got married. And of course, they were the bright young things, um, attracted the attention of Nazi Germany. Mm -hmm. Ten weeks after their son was born, the husband died trying to chase a, a speed record in his racing car. And at his funeral, I think the Nazis wanted to use it as sort of a, a political rally mm -hmm. and wanted to make mm -hmm. speeches. Mm -hmm. And I think Ellie marched out in protest and she was not happy at all. It also raises the question of not everyone in Germany necessarily agreed with what was going on at the time. Mm -hmm. It goes a bit sketchy after that. I'm not sure really what happened to her. But after the war, she did a bit of gliding and at some point ended up in Switzerland so she could, could continue flying. Right. Um, I don't think she surrendered her pilot's licence until she was 72 and she lived to be 100. I mean, it's, 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 it's fascinating, isn't it, mm. about how these people get lost because of the, the very understandable yeah. problems that, mm. that we face with that. Yeah, I mean, she was obviously adventurous aviatrix and dashing racing driver. They were exactly the sort of couple yeah. that obviously Hitler got quite interested in for propaganda purposes. So it, it isn't just about aviation. It is, as you say, he's a racing driver. So it's mm. this the excitement with speed and the, romance, and the, the yeah. modern world that they were suddenly in. Mm. When we did the episode on um, the women who flew for Hitler, 
one of the things which Claire Mully, our special guest on, on that, was talking about was that Hitler really saw the power, that the emotional and romantic power of aviation and that the, the election in 1933 was an election where he, he took to the air and he was doing his sort of pit stops from airplanes rather than from, from driving around. And so it became a very strong symbol of, of what the Nazis stood for as well. So, God, oh, fascinating person. Thank you very much, Joe. That's been really delightful. You're Thank welcome. You.